Hey, Milksters, appreciate you downloading another episode of One of Our Podcasts. Uh, have you ever felt the urge to get in contact with us? I'm sure you must have done. You, you must have sat there listening to one of Boo's mistakes and just got so angry and you, you need a place to rant and vent your anger. Well, now you can. There's so many ways to get in contact. You can do it via Twitter. It's at TeetTugger. You can email us now at milkingitpodcast at gmail.com or the main port of call, our bat cave, if you will, is always on facebook.com forward slash milkingit. So get in contact with your news, reviews, thoughts, rants, of whatever you fancy really if you just want to get it all out there share the love but uh, in the meantime kids enjoy the show you want to milk it and you know Welcome once again to the Milking It podcast, the podcast that tugs the teat of popular culture until it explodes all over your face. I'm David Davis. And I'm Boulamont. And here we are. It's another mini milk. Can you imagine another mini milk? And this week we have a very, very special international guest. Yes, Dave, this week we are very, very lucky to be joined by a female fighting force that has fought around the world and back again. She is one of the most dominant forces in professional wrestling today. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming the Amazon Aisha Ray, the female predator herself. Thank you, applause. Yes. You should all be very, very impressed that I'm on this show. I'm actually very lactose incapable. <laughs> lactose incapable. That's, no, we're, we're, we're very honoured to have you back Um uh, and on the Milking It podcast, especially since you've only been back from a three-month tour of Japan for what are we talking three, four days now? I've been back three days, um, three months in Japan. That's that's got to have been hard. But um, but we'll get on to that. I want to um, since you're here, I want to touch on some of the history. I want to get your views on women's wrestling in general and um, and the world of wrestling because uh, we want to pick your brain while we're lucky enough to have you. So um, as a woman in the in in a predominantly male world of professional wrestling, and uh, and and doing as well as you are. How did you get your start in the in the world of pro wrestling? I switched my brain on to which story I want to tell. I started in 2007 with uh, Justin Richards at LDM, so that was my first place for training. Just some of your early experiences in training. Um, for those who don't know, you should. Justin Richards is one of the most respected professional wrestling and 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 amateur wrestling um, coaches in 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 all of Europe and and pretty much the world. He, uh, I believe, he used to train the um, British uh, amateur Olympic squad. One of my, well, my accredited trainer, my my leader so far now has been Robbie Brookside. So Robbie Brookside is obviously, um, again, a British legend. So, I mean, there's some lineage there. So in the early days, I mean, what made you want to be a professional wrestler? I was tricked by my brother. <laughs> <laughs> you were tricked by your brother? I was sat in front of a television screen with tape above my eyelids, glued, and was made to watch mania after mania after mania until I cracked. So as a kid, what, what, so obviously you watched a lot of WrestleMania. Any particular standout moments from those WrestleManias as a child? Um, Hogan slamming Andre. That is probably... Oh, when he lifted him above his head. <laughs> Brother. Brother. Um, but to be honest, when I first... Um, got interested in wrestling, more well, properly interested. I was probably about 13, 14. And the wrestlers that were coming into those, at those times, were wrestlers from the Attitude Era. So you had your know, Chris Jericho's, your Triple H's, your China's, your Leaders. So that's really the era that's predominantly in my mind, because it's the era that I grew up in, which kind of reflects the way that I am today. I'm trying to bring back 
well, the old school. Not the old school, well, the attitude era, the era that I grew up in, the era with no boundaries and no shackles. I, I, can you do I think 14 years since the attitude era, we can pretty much say it's old school. But definitely, that's the era that I enjoyed the most, I think, as well. And the early 80s were great and all, um, and the mid-80s were kind of cool, but uh, it kind of dropped off in the 90s. But yeah, the attitude era, we talked briefly um, about... Uh, May Young and I remember seeing those guys in the Attitude Era specifically that was my first um, mm. of those guys so it was kind of like a hodgepodge of old school and new school and um, and yeah definitely the Attitude Era Mr Davis so d- d- interesting for me right so so you're looking at the Attitude Era so is it the because that wasn't a particularly strong era for female wrestlers so is it is it the male wrestlers that get you interested and you think right I could do that I can be as good as them and everything or, or are you looking at the way because for me Attitude Era was not a, a a great sort of landmark moment for female professional wrestling. In terms of probably like matches and things like that, it wasn't mm. probably as strong as it could have been. But in terms of looking at new characters and new ways in which we could do things, yeah, you uh, got a whole like whole flood of pretty unique women coming through that era you got china who mm. uh, i mean uh, uh, when big women come she was the biggest there you had women like lita basically killing themselves with moves that they never seen women do before i mean even though you had uh at the time a lot of fitness models and things like that they were all unique in their own little ways and then you had well the pinnacle of them all you had trish yeah i was going to say with the fitness models trish coming through totally blew everyone away by learning how to wrestle because she her job was a wrestler and she knew it so she learned from the best and she became one of the all-time greatest female wrestlers of all time. you know that, that, that anyone can remember from that era so so it's, it's um in in terms of matches and how people saw women it may have not been um the greatest highlight for women mm. at, the, at the attitude era but you actually got to see different products that women could be instead of just being your generic walk you to the ring i'm in hot pants and a bra yeah completely i don't i understand that that whole sort of shift from the just ballets and manageresses yeah yeah that 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 shift from the sunny or the elizabeth or whatever they were doing to to that those guys so now that you are wrestling and that's not about what what are your kind of current influences that keep you going um well obviously you have amazing kong kong whichever alias you want to go by um I've been to Japan, so I've seen a lot of <laughs> the women I used to watch on tapes that my grandfather had, my brother had. So it, it, just fundamental, just literally people that I'm around now. It's just weird going to shows now that people that I, I watched on television, I'm now wrestling with or on the same show as. So I, I can harbour advice and have people give me critique, which I'm good at taking. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 you're pretty good at taking criticism and you handle it well, you do. Um, so moving on from kind of old and, and, and new influences, going to your um, international tours. So the fact that you have wrestled in Japan and you are amongst these kind of influences and these big names, I mean, how different is it now um, in, in Japan compared to how wrestling is over in the UK for you? I mean, is women's wrestling a bigger deal over there? Um that's a weird question to ask because I, I honestly think from probably about 2008 women's wrestling in general kind of boomed like there was probably about a handful of girls in this country you had your Erin Angel you had your Brittany Knight you had all those people kind of and now there's 
notes. <laughs> but um, wrestling over here is completely different to wrestling over there. You, it, it's seen here as more like uh, I don't want to say hobby, but you have a job within a job. And when you go over there, those girls basically eat, sleep, and breathe wrestling. Like if you are lucky enough to be part of a Joshi um, company and stably part, you, you know, you live in a dojo, you train, you wake up, you train, you wake up, you eat, you train again. You might have a show if you're good enough, but basically it's training. Over here, you can train for about two years until somebody goes, okay, kid, go. There, those girls train every day, regardless of not if they're on a main event show or not. And you've got trainers training with trainees, which to me is amazing like um just being alongside some of the trainers who trained with their trainees you learn more you see your own trainer to their breaking limit and to be honest there's not a lot of trainers over here that train with their trainees i mean that's something that obviously there's it's more disciplined over there than it is over here yeah and uh, i think with the, what you were saying that it's a weekend job for people over here it's because we don't have in the UK for your international milksters. We don't in the UK. We don't really have a WWE. I mean, that is where everyone wants to go, regardless of what country they're from. That's the big deal. Yeah, it's not me slagging off. I mean, I, I'm Britishly trained. I can understand that. You know, you people have bills to pay. People have other things to do. And as much as you want to make wrestling your life here, it's it's not always possible. No, it's not always an option. But. Um, Hmm? Sorry, I was going to say, can, can I ask a, a question about your sort of training and stuff? Because obviously I'm I'm coming from a different side than Boo. Obviously Boo's been through that thing of being a wrestler, and, and you know I, I've had the luxury of standing outside the ring while he got you know kicked about a bit. Um, but Fun, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's good. Yeah, it's a nice place to be, to be fair. And until you have to do anything where you have to interact and remember what you, you're doing uh, in a ring that's slightly too high to climb up on. Um, but um, so in terms of your sort of training, just leaping back to what you were talking about there. So how long was it from the day you start? How, how old were you when you started training? I started training when I was 17. OK, so so how long between when you started training to your first match? It was a year, but in the place that I was training, it hmm. could have been longer because of my trainer. It was a year. OK, but that's a good thing, surely, that they held you off and then said right now actually you're ready to go or do you feel you were prepared for that or well for the match that i was doing that i didn't have to know any more than i already knew so it was yeah we, you, you have a number one rule is just to stick to what you know so um yeah I, I feel like i was prepared for it but i wouldn't have been any more disheartened or any more excited if they had held it off for five years you know the, the more training is possible the more training is the the best you are in my head you're always cool. training even if you're working on shows every day you should always be learning something new yeah yeah completely so so have you always you, you went into it as a singles wrestler or have you done tag stuff or depending on which company you want to start from i started as a uh in a stable so I okay was a stable wrestler i was single and tag i had a my first <laughs> tag partner um credited on premier promotions would be a nanya uh, my current tag partner nowadays is uh, Rhea O'Reilly. Rhea O'Reilly, everybody knows the fighting Irish. She's a shimmer star at the moment. Mm -hmm. But um, usually I've been singles. Do, do you have a preference or does it just, you, you always, like you say, you're always learning or? I don't really have a preference. I, I always want to, I would 
like to learn more to work in a team because I haven't mm. done it as much as I have as been being a singles wrestler. But I'm very, very controlling when it comes to working a team because when you tag out, you can't control what the other person is doing in the ring. If something goes wrong, you're on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair deals, that makes kind, sense. Of, kind of extending on Dave's question about singles and tags in Japan. Um, obviously, I follow your career very closely. Um, in Japan, you recently won a championship within a stable. Um, so you won the Stardom... Is it Artist of Stardom title, which is a uh, three-way championship title belt. So all of these matches were done in six women yeah. matches. Yeah. So, I mean, you've worked singles, tagged, three, you know, um, the, the triple threat. Yeah, all I have to do next is the hardcore match and I'm grounded. But you have basically done it all in the world of wrestling in terms of those kind of matches, and that, that's awesome. And still on your tour of Japan, I, I know you've been to other countries. I mean, what what, what are some of your other fate? And obviously, you've enjoyed Japan. You're out there for three months. You must have lived the life. What other countries have you been to um, where you've wrestled that have really like where the wrestling seems really good and you found that you had a good time? Um, for a lot of recommendation for Germany from Robbie. Um, so I've been to Germany. I've been to Australia. Um, now hold on, just for Dave's, just for Dave's enjoyment. Who did you, who did you work for in mm. uh, Australia? Oh, when I was in Australia, I, uh, I, I got to the building and Bushler Rakaluk was there, and uh, he was there for it was the <laughs> Comic Con in Australia. So there you go, comics. And um, you actually wrestled at Comic Con, didn't you? Yeah, in front of Bush Rakaluk. Yes, I did. Awesome. Amazing. Watch my match. No, um, <laughs> that's not what happened. Um, yeah, and it, it was just amazing. Like, like I said, just to meet the people that I used to watch on TV, it was one of those surreal moments. Of, I used to see you, and now I'm seeing you. But yeah, yeah. Is it Bush Wackaloop that holds the, uh, the the record at the Royal Rumble for the quickest elimination still? Not anymore. No, Santino, Santino, yeah. Oh, so Germany, Australia, any other like countries you'd, you'd recommend as a wrestling scene that you've been to? Italiano, I've wrestled for NWE in Italy. Uh, NWE is actually like quite a big deal. Um, yes, yeah. It's a huge wrestling promotion out in Italy. Um, we did Turin, Milan. It was a good job. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, Eddie, so what is your favourite country to wrestle in, or do you not want to say because maybe you haven't been there yet? I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns, and I know a lot of people are listening to this. I'm going to say Royal Britannia is my favourite country to wrestle in. No, there you go. No, it's Japan. It's Japan. <laughs> so I was going to say, so like, I'm, I'm again butting into this conversation between two wrestlers but um i've never been to japan it holds a wonderful mystical place in my heart as somewhere that i reckon i'd probably really really enjoy um what was without that what was the biggest culture shock going to somewhere like japan it's really weird a lot of people say it's the trains but i'm from london so i'm used to the sardine effect amen yes (laughs) my biggest culture shock Honestly, had to be the just the unbelievable kindness. Like I said, I'm from London, so that kind doesn't really ring a bell in that kind of place. Yeah. I I was on uh, one of the trains and my phone had actually fallen out of my pocket. I didn't notice I had my iPod in. I got off the train, walked up the stairs and the guy actually ran off the train, ran up the stairs, gave me my phone and went back on the train again. So for me, it was just the unbelievable like belief in you know happiness kindness peace and it all comes back around on you that was like i would live there forever just because of the people well new age amazon yes. <laughs> peace love and chicken grease every day. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it sounds amazing. And like I said, everything that anyone who's ever been there, who I've been friends with, has said, makes me want to go and visit and makes you want to go and see. Because it just seems like, in the nicest possible way, and I, I don't mean this, but like a world away from where I've been. Because, you know, I lived in London and, you know, I, I now live up here. But, um, yeah, it does seem like a very different world almost, especially when you talk about wrestling culture. Um, but also in just general culture, it's a, it's a very different mindset with people who live there. And it's the it's the scenery as well. I mean, mm. that you could walk through towns and see different shrines. I kept saying to one of my friends, there's no way that you could have shrines in London. It would be covered in spray paint and like X. So just yeah. to see these little cornered off areas of holy temples was just beautiful. I must admit, well, I just, did, yeah, those, some of the pictures, sorry, Boo, uh, some of the pictures I saw you, you, you put on, up on Facebook were absolutely amazing of, of some of those temples and stuff. They're absolutely beautiful. Just off point, and because I know me and Dave love a good shop, how, how is the shopping out there? You know, the like, <laughs> I know you, I know you visited some awesome shops. You told me, um, I know both of you would lose your minds in Harajuku. There are yeah. so many different geek topias that, <laughs> <laughs> Like, you would literally lose your mind. There are so many shops dedicated to Marvel, DC, of every kind of comic you could think of, you could think of with every kind of technology that you could think of, in any kind of colour that you could think of. Hmm. So, it, for you, I would definitely say, if you ever go to Japan, go to Harajuku or Shinjuku, because you'd just love it. Sold. Boo, let, let, let's book some air tickets now. We're going. Get going, Dave. Um, yeah, I've always wanted to go to Japan, obviously, as a fan of, mm. of various um, Japanese-based things. <laughs> it sounds really awesome. Um, I know you're a very, very humble person, but I'm, I would love, just for the listeners, to hear some name drops. So while you were in Japan, I know that you did end up working for some people that are considered absolute legends. So I just want to ask you about your experiences working for the Great Mooters Company. I'm doing one. the hand signals as you speak. The hand <laughs> That was unbelievable because i i don't know if many people know this or no i i have done a few shows for all star so touring that's all star in the uk which is for those that don't know one of the old it's the longest running wrestling promotion uh, in in the the uk UK. yes i had never actually done like a a touring set of shows you start from one side of the country and go to the other so that doing it in japan as well working for the great musa you know with wrestle one that was unbelievable. Going from city to city, starting off on a plane, going from Tokyo to the other side of Japan, and then working up on a bus was just amazing. It was a great experience for me, and to do it all at such a young age, I'm not mentioning it, but do it all at such a young age, <laughs> um, it, it just made me really happy. That was, it was amazing. So, I mean, with, with Wrestle One, was that, a different experience to wrestling for stardom in the other women's promotions because um, it was a mixed card, wasn't it? It was, it was, um, there were, were there male matches and female matches? Yeah, there were male matches and one, and would there be one set of Joshi match? So um, it, it was different, but I, but when I come to England, I work for a lot of mixed companies, so it was just like, I mean, as in, for those that don't know, again, in the UK, and I'm sure it's the same with a lot of the American companies. What a lot of the shows are, it's mainly male dominated, and then you will get like a guest women's match. There mm-hmm. are very few all women promotions, most notably in the UK. There was Pro Wrestling Eve, there was Shimmer, there is Shimmer in America, which are exclusively all women's matches, so the focus is on them. Whereas, um, obviously, as, as you said, she, 
she's worked these shows which are male dominated and have these guest spots so they're not they're treated as a side attraction as opposed to the main event but um but that does sound awesome i mean while we are talking names i understand that you worked for um wwf classic of uh, wrestler of the 90s hakushi jinsai-san sorry he doesn't go by hakushi but um so tell me a bit about the wrestler known known in, in america as hakushi but obviously in japan he's uh in japan he's jinsai-san he uh is the owner of michinoku pro and he's also one of the co-founders of sendai girls in sendai japan um Obviously, the other uh, founder would be Sesamore. Um, after working for that company, I, I, it is one of the companies over here that is more known for mm. Joshi Pro Wrestling. Be Stardom and Sendai Girls, and the other will be uh, probably Ice Ribbon and Get Removed. Is Ice Ribbon the one owned or run by Tajiri? No, Ice Ribbon is run by Emi Sakura. I said Emi Sakura, sorry. So now you've come back from Japan, um, as we said uh, earlier, you won. A major championship. I think I believe you're the first lady wrestler from the UK to win a major title in Japan. Yes. Well, I I wouldn't say yes. I still have needs to research. That probably is so. If it is, I'll be waiting for my plaque. <laughs> I have to ask though. So, in all the places you've ever wrestled, where's the worst place you've ever wrestled, and why? I can give you a postcode if you want, but I don't know where it is. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. Let, oh, no, give a general description and and why it's the worst place you've ever wrestled. Okay. As you drive into this town, there is a nice sign that says, Welcome to this place. I can mm. honestly say the reason why I despise it so much is because everybody that yelled every dirty, disgusting word at me had no teeth. Oh, <laughs> wow. This, this place in particular, I remember being at a show in this place and... Um, I was amazed that some of the racist <laughs> stuff coming out of the mouths of the children behind me. <laughs> wow. joking. Seriously. Yeah, really isn't joking. And there were times where I thought they were joking, but I, I just don't know. You know, mm. when you, you have that realisation, it's like, I, I really don't know if you're being horrible or not. So I'm going to sit here and say nothing. But in my head, you're hanging from a tree. <laughs> strange fruits <laughs> wow okay so yeah that that kind of answers my next question <laughs> as to say is there anywhere you wouldn't visit again <laughs> yes um, i've always said it will take a lot there's a there's not enough money mm. in india to make me ever go back to that place everybody remember it is a place with a sign that says welcome <laughs> to india <laughs> It's an ironic zone. It's very ironic. Anyway, let's 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 move on. Just just while you you say while we are talking about that, um, as as a as a beautiful black woman, have you ever experienced uh, what is some of the racism you've experienced in professional wrestling? Because I know it's still a, a fairly old school business, and obviously it's still there are a lot of old opinions still. I mean, have you ever had to confront anything like that? I mean, has anything like that stopped you in your in your career? No, it hasn't stopped me. I mean. Wrestling is a business like any other business. If you're black, you get ridiculed for it. If you're, if you're homosexual, you get ridiculed for it. If you're tall, you get ridiculed for it. If you're fat, you get ridiculed for it. People say things, whether or not they mean them, that's their prerogative. But I have heard some nasty things. I have been told to wash. Lights have gone off in the building and they've told me to smile. But you, you kind of just take it oh. with a pinch of salt and 
like carry on with your job really and, and more power to you because um, obviously you've gone on to bigger and better things so now the tour of japan's over um hopefully you'll you'll go back and i mean are there any other countries you want to conquer that you haven't yet i want to go to america get america this, man get this woman to america so she can start you know showing the rest of the world what she can do it's obvious that the other countries already know so i think that's obviously on the cards for you i mean is, is that definitely your an aspiration for you to get out there and, and show them what you're made of well to be fair my my number one philosophy of the whole you're always learning you always you know trying to learn new things i'd like to go back to japan firstly and, and probably stay there for quite a while and just try and adopt maybe a new style or create something that somebody hasn't seen before and then america because um, i just i just honestly feel like maybe i just need to bring something new to the table in 2014 <laughs> it'll be a big year <laughs> right well just any more, any more wrestling questions, Dave? Before I veer into the into non wrestling realms. Yeah, do you know, do you know, what? I'm I'm interested to uh, know. And this might be a flat out no. I've not ever watched it. Have you watched any of the WWE's reality series Total Divas? Yes, I have. And because I'm a fan of, I honestly, I'm a fan of cheesy reality TV yep. things. So I Me watched too. Geordie Shaw. Everybody knows now. I watched Geordie Shaw. So um, the disappointment on my face is just palatable through the through the sound. Oh, wave. shut up, Boo! We're, we're, we're talking reality television. Right. <laughs> I'm just jealous now because we're, we're we're bonding and we're bonding without you now. <laughs> um, I, I think it's a good marketing move, especially when it comes to this new um, WE network. Absolutely, you get more faces yeah. out there on TV. You get to yeah. have links with a a company that is also linked with things like the Oscars and they do a lot of um, public service announcements. They do a lot of commercials. So you usually yeah. get more of your superstars and more of your divas out there on mainstream TV. So I think it was a good move for them to make. I'd love to be on Total Divas. Oh God, I, so would I. And and Boo has said the same in private, so don't worry um, about it. I was, I, was, I was shortlisted, Dave, but uh, at the end they thought <laughs> I'd be too much of a destructive element in the house. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just thought I'd ask because I, I I'm a big fan of it, so I was hoping that uh, you would be too. <laughs> I am. Just um, so obviously you're a very very busy lady, um, causing destruction everywhere around the world. What do you do in your downtime? I mean, do you read? I mean, I know you you've got a PlayStation which you crack out on the odd on the odd occasion. Any kind of particular favourite games or kind of comic book related items? You know. The, Bring it into the mini mill because they, they can't always be listening about wrestling. <laughs> well, no, I'm completely <coughs> wrestling orientated. I know nothing else. Um, I honestly, in, um, now growing up, I'm an artist. I'm uh, qualified. Well, if you call it qualified artist, I have a degree in art and design. So I like to draw. I like to see comics. Um, Booty Man, actually over here, it sounds really stupid, but he actually taught me how to read comics. I know that sounds like dumb muscle, monster, Amazon, girl kind of talk, but I never knew how to follow comics. And he actually taught me how to and got me into comics a lot more in probably like my later life, like ruining me from probably the age of 21. Bad, bad man. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but in terms of games, I've played um, video games since I was young. I mean, I have an older brother and I was shoved in front of fighting games like Tekken and Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. And 
to be honest. I you're probably both gonna hate me for this, but my actual number one um, fighting game ever it was Pocket Fighter. No, no arguments there. <laughs> okay, good. And my number one game uh, of all time, um, one of mine and Booty's friend will be happy that we said this is uh, Gex. The oh, Gex. Super cool Gecko from Undercover Ground. Remember Gex, David? Yes, I certainly do. Yes, I'm, yeah, I can see that. I'm not, not agreeing, uh, but I can see it. <laughs> tie it back in with the rest, and I believe, didn't they have Gex dressed as Stone Cold Steve Austin on the cover of the N64 one? Oh, yes, hell they yeah. did, and I actually bought that game, and I don't have an N64. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Gex love. <laughs> or was it because it was Austin? But um, so, Did you get to play any games last year that you thought were any good? I took recommendation from a lot of people and I played Beyond Two Souls. There you go. And I played it to the end and <laughs> cried my eyes out. Mm. I really did. Um, I played, obviously, Arkham City. That was brilliant. I replayed um, Dark Knight. Um, Dark Knight. Well, Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Yes. Um, but to be honest, um, a lot of the games I've been playing have been a lot of combat fighting games, so I played Mortal Kombat versus DC about a thousand. Good game, yeah, really good game. I can definitely see you've been influenced clearly by some of the female fighters from Street Fighter and uh, and that kind. Any any particular favourites? Okay, if you want to go from Tekken, my favourite character of all time is Julia Chang, because she does a fisherman suplex. Is that the Native American with the Chinese surname? It's the, uh, the, her daughter. Oh, okay. Who wasn't actually Native American. She just found her in a river. She's actually white. Uh, in terms of other games, what are my favourite game also it was Soul Calibur. And, you know, I'm a fan of very strong women, so Ivy. So what? without a doubt, obviously, you've interacted with lots of fans in the things that you've done. So what's the best interaction you've ever had with a fan? Um, the <laughs> It's actually on video, and I don't know if it's still on YouTube. I was very, very, very tired after a match. When I mean tired, I mean I, I think I actually was ill with pneumonia or something. Oh, no. And there was this little weedy man standing in the front row, and he, we see him at every show. He's got a white jacket on. He's screaming in my face, screaming in my face, screaming in my face. And I literally saw Red stood up, my shoulders went back and walked towards him and he ran away from his pregnant wife. <laughs> you, ran, you ran behind his pregnant wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've seen it. I know what you're talking about, yes. Wow. I had to try Genius. so hard not to laugh. I was angry and entertained at the same time. Oh, if that's still on YouTube, then we need to put that on the Facebook page, definitely. So, um, finally, any any big plans uh, for the for the future in general for the Amazon Aisha Ray? Um, just to get stronger, hit a lot harder, and Amazon smash. Doesn't get any better than that. Thank you very much for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, the female predator, Amazon Aisha Ray, has been brilliant. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, it's been an honour to, to pick your wrestling genius brain, um, even if it was for such a short amount of time. But um, brilliant. Thank you for joining us. David. Indeed, uh, thanks for joining us as always for the Milking It podcast. This was the Milking It podcast for this week. It was a mini milk. I'm David Davis. I'm Boo Lamont, and she is the Amazon Aisha Ray. And if you want to follow her at all, you can on facebook.com forward slash Amazon Aisha Ray. Same with Twitter, that's at Amazon Aisha Ray. And uh, that's got all the information for her upcoming matches, whether they be in the UK or international milksters. Maybe she's coming to a town near you. So check that out.